1: You're listening to the Live, Love, Engage podcast. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the myths of marketing and how you can really make money doing what you love. Stay tuned. I am Gloria Grace Rand, founder of The Love Method and author of the number one Amazon bestseller, Live, Love, Engage, How to Stop Doubting Yourself and Start Being Yourself. In this podcast, we share practical advice from a spiritual perspective on how to live fully, love deeply, and engage authentically, so you can create a life and business with more impact, influence, and income. Welcome to Live, Love, Engage. Namaste and welcome to Live, Love, Engage. I am your host, Gloria Grace Rand, and today I am delighted to have a gentleman with us who is going to be talking about all things marketing um, and more beyond marketing, really. So, but I'll I'll explain more in a moment. But first off, I want to welcome Colin Scotland, who is joining us all the way from uh, England today. So, welcome.
2: Hi, Gloria. Thank you so much for having me. It's lovely to be here.
1: It is lovely to have you. I've been uh, introduced to you uh, and uh, really love uh, your mission, which I'm going to actually share with uh, our listeners as well as our viewers on YouTube today. Um, So you are on a mission to actually extinguish the myths about marketing, and uh, you run a you run a marketing coaching business, marketing incubator masterminds, and the Awaken Creator Program. And he helps mission driven entrepreneurs find their spark and never let it go, so they can actually fulfill their potential and change lives doing what they love, which is a really good thing to do, isn't it? I mean, I think. Especially, I think there's some entrepreneurs that go into business just to make money, but I love working with people who really are more sort of purpose-driven and, and really are wanting to, I guess, change the world, I guess <laughs> as well as, uh, as, and, and make some money doing it at the same time. So let's start off by um, letting our listeners and viewers know how did you get started um, in doing this, bit, this type of work?
2: Oh, do you want the long version or the short version, Glory? <laughs> uh, let's see, half
1: the medium
0: version.
2: <laughs> <market trader. laughs> because it's uh, 46 years in the making, right? Mm. <laughs> um, the, sh- the short version, the short to medium version, I I always, my my father was a market trader in Liverpool and I grew up on the market store with my dad, right? So we would mm. always be buying and selling things and doing the kind of traditional entrepreneurial type stuff. Mm. I loved seeing how a market trader gets people's attention and then kind of talks and persuades and communicates with people walking by, right? That fascinated Mm. me. In the old days in Liverpool on the markets, you would have these guys that did what were called demonstrations. So, you know, Mm. these like product peelers and things like that, where you see these adverts now on, on... these adverts online. It was that, but done in live, right? So these guys would have such a patter, such a really, like really interesting way of, of grabbing people's attention. They'd have Mm -hmm. crowds of people around them. And so from an early age, I've always been fascinated by that kind of stuff. Anyway, fast forward, uh, 20 odd years, I did a degree, a master's degree, and I started a PhD in uh, consumer behavior and communications. And, um, and at that point i um, started an online business myself and it went, it blew up. It went crazy bananas, crazy busy. Mm. And I ended up ditching the PhD and focusing and chasing money. Right. <laughs> so you've just yeah. mentioned about people driven by money. That yeah. was me. Mm. I was relatively successful. We got to 4 million pounds mm-hmm. sterling a year turn revenue, which is about, I don't know what, $6 million a year. Yeah. Um, so it was a nice business. It was, it was doing well. And it went it went bust in 2013 and I lost everything that I had in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, every, materially, everything I had in the right. world. And um, in the aftermath of that, I, I kind of realised that I hated it. Mm-hmm. I missed mm-hmm. time with my kids. Mm-hmm. I drank too much. I worked too much mm-hmm. and I wasn't happy. I had a lot of money, but I wasn't actually happy.
0: Yeah.
2: In the aftermath, I, I um, really did a lot of soul searching to uncover what's actually important to me. And I realized it wasn't money. I have been a martial artist. A lot of people don't know that about me. A martial artist for many years taught jujitsu, right? And one of the most, the things that lights me up is seeing a person grasp something for the first time and seeing a light in their eyes when they kind of go, oh, And they get it and they understand and I can feel it. I can feel a change in them Mm -hmm. as people. And so I kind of had an epiphany moment at one point in the aftermath of that business loss where I thought, wouldn't it be amazing if I could create a business where all I get to do is have conversations with wonderful people Mm
0: -hmm. and help
2: them to find and experience that light and that was in 2013, and, mm-hmm. it, and and from that here I am today. That's that has been my guiding light through everything that I've done since, and continue to do today.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful. I and and we were talking before we even got started too that um, that I think it's important for people to understand about about business. Like you, you said you really f- realized that it wasn't all about money. It was It was more about you wanted to really find something that was fulfilling. And how does that, you know, translate into marketing? Because I think some of the, um, maybe even some misconceptions that, especially maybe business owners when they're first getting started have about how, their message and that they f- really have to focus in on sales, but there's, there's more to it than that. What do you think?
2: Oh, absolutely. Because if you think about it, we've people buy from people and they buy from people that they know that they like right. and that they trust people where there's a relationship. Yep. And so, so oftentimes, and listen, I, I'm a marketer and I'm guilty of this. <laughs> we go through kind of saying the things that people expect you to say, yeah. be, trying to be the person that you think other people expect you to be mm-hmm. and doing the things that you feel are expected of you. So what that does is it puts layers on top of who you truly are right? It puts a mask in front of you and it builds layer upon layer upon layer so that you're very much obscured in your marketing message. We don't see you. Your mission in life is to be the truest expression of you. And so if we put layers on and we put layer upon layer upon layer of what we say in the world and how we show up, how is that the truest expression of us? That's the, the, the surest imitation of others, not the truest expression of ourselves. And listen, after after I had that epiphany, this has been a long and still is a long road. I've not mastered anything by any stretch. (laughs) I'm still as much a student of life today as I was when I first started. And so one of the things I realized after a lot of error and struggle and strife was that actually I'm, I'm trying to talk about marketing in the way that that guy does or that girl does Mm -hmm. and the way that I've read in this book. And I'm not expressing what I feel and know to be true about marketing. And that is people connect with people and it's all about the relationship. So how can we create relationships if we hide behind masks? Yeah. And that's what kind of led me to this being the truest version of you in what and how you show up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so important. And, and it's interesting. I was just on uh, a, um, <clears throat> I connected with someone the other day on Instagram. And so she sent me a message saying, oh, thank you for following me. And, uh, you know, um, have you ever, uh, she immediately got into like, have you ever thought about doing courses for your business? Because that's what she does. And I'm like, uh, so I I knew right away kind of where this was going. And I'm like, it just played along and said, no, I haven't. You know, and then she then replies back with, you know, oh, what would you, um, you know, can you imagine what your life would be like, you know, if if your business was perfect and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, this is like a, this is a question that I would have with someone on a discovery call. Mm -hmm. I've never met this person in person. And well, I mean, I've only just connected with her on social media ever so briefly. We haven't even had a real discussion. She's already launching into this um, automatic spiel because she wants to be able to get clients. Have you experienced that? And, and do you, have you talked about that even with your clients? Or what, what would you say to someone who, who, who does that?
2: So I, I'm kind of, um, I consider myself an anti-marketer right? An (laughs) anti-marketer. And and my clients typically hate marketing and they come to me and they say, I don't do marketing. I'm not a marketer. I hate sales. The thought of sales makes me feel a little bit sick in my stomach. And that is me. That is me, Gloria, all all through and through, right? That is who I am. I've just... Obviously, I've, I have a fascination with the psychology, the persuasion and all of those things. Sure, yeah. And so I've, I've done my 10,000 hours in that space. Yeah. But I hate all of that stuff. <laughs> I hate it with a passion. And so the thing is, if you think about it, if, if, I, if I show up and I truly want to serve you and be of service to you,
1: right.
2: then the last thing I'm thinking about is how can I get the sale from you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's the last thing on my mind and in situations like you've just described it's the first thing on their mind isn't it they might have this they might have this layer this mask of oh imagine if you had this and what would life be like for you if you were to reach this this um summit of the mountain you know and then straight away bang have you thought about what i do have you Mm -hmm. thought about me and it's all about
1: me again isn't it instantly Yeah, yeah yeah. So I just decided to unfollow her. <laughs> it was like, I could go into a dissertation and, and reply back. And I'm like, you know what, this is the way either she's been trained or whatever, but um, I, it's, it's probably just going to fall on deaf ears. And I, and I said, it's not, it's not worth my emotions to get upset about it and just say, okay, you know, God bless you. And I'll just not, in, not engage with you again. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> because, and that's, that's yeah. your choice, right? That's yeah. your, that's, that's your choice. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, it's, it's just about, there's, there's no real, there's no real secret to this. It's just about how you show up.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I, I use this, this analogy with my clients, right? It's a bit like if you, next time you're looking at yourself in the mirror, make a frowny face at yourself in the mirror, like furrow your brow and, mm-hmm. and ruffle your face up and, and look at what the reflection does back at you
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then make a smiley face and watch what the reflection does back at you.
1: Yeah.
2: And the thing is your marketing is driven by how you show up and what face you make in the mirror. Mm-hmm. If we if we make a smiley face, the reflection can but only smile back. Mm-hmm. It, it can't be any other way.
1: Yeah.
2: And so th- this is how you show up in what you say, what you do, how you share, what mm-hmm. you do with the world. You you show up in from this place of of abundance of connectedness of wanting the best for the people around you right. of the greater good yeah. and yeah. and when you do that that is the universal equivalent of smiling in the mirror
1: mm-hmm.
2: and only good things come back
1: yeah absolutely yeah I agree with you one hundred percent because that's you you want to we gravitate naturally to people who are smiling and who are friendly. And if your message comes across that way as being, you know, coming from a place of how can I serve you? How can I help you get? And it goes back to even, I don't know if you've heard of Zig Ziglar uh, at all, but he, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, he always say, you know, give enough people what they want and then you're going to get what you want. But -hmm. it's really about thinking about them first, not you.
2: And I think the challenge in that, you're so right there. But the challenge in that, Gloria, is actually doing it. And I've been somebody who's been on my knees, right? Unable to put food on the table and pay the bills, Mm -hmm. worried about losing my house, right? When the business Mm -hmm. went bust. And so I appreciate, as well as most, that there are practicalities to this. So, as much as you want to live your dream, fulfill your purpose, and all of those things, you've got to clothe and feed your kids. You've got Mm -hmm. to. (laughs) <laughs> You've got to eat, and you know, and have a place to sleep, and all of mm-hmm. these things, right? So we we're constantly balancing, don't you find this this kind of oh, you know, the the scarcity element of of fear of needing to right. to to do stuff with the higher purpose stuff, and yeah. so there's there's almost like a little battle going on, don't you find?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. But I I do think if you can still um, stay on the side of Of being of service and, and trusting and trusting that it will pay off, but also taking the action that you need to take because you can't just sit down and just hope that people will come knocking on your door. You do have to do some of those marketing things that you may not necessarily like to do, like, you know, send out an email or, or post on social media occasionally or, or do a video or or something. You do still have to put yourself out there, but put yourself out there from a place of, being of service and do it consistently, I think too. Um, Definitely.
2: definitely. And it has to be real because people can, people know when you're being fake a mile away, right? Mm -hmm. People smell it, they can sense it, they can feel it. Mm -hmm. So, so the whole thing about being authentic, it's really about uncovering what that truth is for you. And then doing that in a way that is genuinely there for the purposes of others. So it's a purpose outside of ourselves. You know, Viktor Frankl in Mm -hmm. My Search for Meaning talks about uh, defining purpose as a purpose outside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we're able to connect to something bigger than us and realize that life, the universe is bigger than us and and get outside of ourselves in that. It allows us to tap in to that true authenticity. Mm -hmm. And it's when that's present that the magic happens and yes, you know, you still have to send emails. You still show up on social media or write blog posts on your website and make videos and record (laughs) podcasts, but you're doing it from a place of, of higher purpose of Mm -hmm. higher calling. That's what it's all about. Isn't it? That is being authentic. That's what, that's what that means. Right.
1: Absolutely. And, and I would say for those of you listening and, and, and watching that one of the things I've learned is not to force it, because sometimes if you are trying, you know, really hard to get something done, that is when it, it does come out, it's harder to be your authentic self. So I have found that in those situations, it's much better to just take a break for a little bit, maybe go for a walk or something, and just rather see if you can get inspired and to be in a happier place, <laughs> in a sense, to be able to then do that work. Because when I'm in when I'm coming from a place of just like, you know, in, all of a sudden inspiration hits, it's like, Oh, let me, let me start writing now because it comes much easier than when I'm like, Oh God, I've got to do this. <laughs> and then it's like, it's like pulling teeth. Yeah.
2: Such a powerful lesson in that, but it is hard to do, isn't it? One yeah, of my yeah. coaches said to me, uh, Colin, I want you to take Fridays off. <laughs> and I, ne- I nearly fell through the floor, right? We negotiated <laughs> down to half a day, not a full day. Yeah. And, uh, I was walking the dog, throwing the ball for the dog on the field, and in, I had a headache with the stress. My brain was telling me, "You need to be doing this. You've not done that. You need to do that." Um, but what a what a wonderful, refreshing change of state it was! Mm-hmm. And like you say, you then come back having processed, able to be far more productive and get much yeah. more done.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, don't you? Yeah, for sure. Um, um, in, in all of your experience that you've had and, and now in doing all of the work that you've had, what's, um, and you just mentioned that you you work, you have like had a coach in the past as well. I don't know, maybe you're still working with a coach, but what is the, what's the best advice you've ever received?
2: The best re- advice I've ever received didn't come from one of my coaches. It came from a guy when I was about 15 years old, mm. who was quite influential on me. And he said, Colin life isn't a rehearsal. You don't get to go back and do it again. Mm. <laughs> and it's not the most profound piece of advice that I've ever heard. I've heard far more profound work, but it's been one, the one thing in my life that's really stuck with me. Mm. So then when I've been faced with a choice of, do I do this or do I do that? Do I do this or do I do that? I've re- it's really always caused me to come back to what am I hoping to get in, out of my life and what do I feel called to do in my life? Mm. And then, and then using that as the, the thing that spurs me in to the thing that I know I really should do, but I maybe don't feel like doing,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's been that, it's been that Gloria.
1: Oh yeah, that's yeah, and it is so true. And 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 what goes along with that, I think, as well, is that you know, life is short, and you never know when something's going to happen. So, if you want to achieve something, there's no time like the present to start working towards that. And because you don't know what's going to happen, um, it's important to pay attention to that.
2: It's no wonder. It's no wonder, is it, that people have these epiphanies and life-changing moments. For me, it was when my business went bust. That was mm-hmm. when my world shook, got shook upside down. For others, it might be a death. It might be a redundancy. Mm-hmm. It might be an illness. It can be all manner of things, but typically it's things that turn our world upside down. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading one of my favorite all-time books, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People.
1: Yeah.
2: Reading, reading in that book, when he talks about Imagine you've only got three months left on the Earth, right? And you mm-hmm. you know that that date is imminent. It's only twelve mm-hmm. weeks away. That's yeah. not that's not long. Mm-hmm. What? How would that change how you turned up today and what you did with your with mm-hmm. your hour, your time, your minutes, every mm-hmm. second would all of a sudden become so much more precious to you, wouldn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm thinking about it right now, imagining. I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's it's yeah. it just really changes things and. It does. But we can but, think that way all the oh, time.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And we should, you know, and we, yeah. and I don't, I have to keep reminding myself I'm just saying it to I you know, now. I, I know, it's hard, it yeah. Me, you know, I wish I did. I wish I did. But then think about it. If we're able to go to say no to the things that aren't serving us, mm-hmm. then we're saying yes to the infinite possibilities that could or can and will. Oh, how powerful is that?
1: Mm, yeah, absolutely. Uh. Um, I'm going to, I want to ask you, um, what is the, what's the favorite part of what you do? When is, what is, what brings you the most joy in what you do every day?
2: So for me, it's, it's that light, Mm. it's it's that seeing that light in people's eyes
1: Mm.
2: and, and, and feeling like I've played some part in allowing them to realize that they've got a bright shining sun inside of them, Mm. you know? And yes. and then feeling that feeling of oh, of mm-hmm. of joy that 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 lights me up. The fact that I get to have these exciting, wonderful conversations every day, mm-hmm. genuinely, I I you know I feel so blessed and grateful for that. Mm-hmm. And then when people realise, oh, I can be that, I can do that, I am that. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, their world changes. Mm-hmm. Their world changes. What greater gift is there than to give people that? You know.
1: Mm-hmm. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, that's what lights me up. Awesome. That's what lights me up.
1: And isn't it wonderful when you can actually do what lights you up and then you actually can can put food on the table and you can keep a roof over your head too. It's a wonderful combination. So.
2: Well, this is the paradox, right? I spent the first f- probably three years after my business went doing the things that I thought a marketing consultant would do, a marketing, I wasn't really, I didn't consider myself a coach at the time. Mm-hmm. It was more of a, like a marketing consultant, right? And I did all of the things that I thought would be expected of a marketing consultant. I wore a nice suit and <laughs> looked very smart and all of these things and and said the things that I thought people wanted to hear about mm-hmm. earning more money and, and doubling your business and doing all of these things, right? And then, and actually it was when I was brave enough I didn't I wouldn't even say about the fact that my business went bust mm-hmm. because I was ashamed and embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I felt like a complete failure. Yeah. Right? But mm-hmm. when I was able to own who I am, my journey, warts and all,
1: yeah,
2: that was when things changed. Because I was no longer hiding behind those layers that we talked about. Mm-hmm. And I was I was expressing me and the vulnerable
1: yeah.
2: the vulnerable little boy inside of me that's going, <laughs> Colin who do you think you are? (laughs) (laughs) You know, that little voice that we've all got inside. of us. Yes. But when, when, when I'm able to kind of still, still show up anyway, because I know I I really feel, I feel compelled. It's not a rehearsal. I've got this chance to help, to serve, to be of service, to make a difference in people's lives with what I do. Mm -hmm. So, so I have to show up and do that. And when I was able to do it without that mask or, I say without the mask, we're always peeling it back, aren't we? We're always like <laughs> chipping away at that, that thing. But the more I was able to be the expression of what I thought it was, that yeah. was when things changed. So it's finding what that voice is for you. That's the critical part.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's okay that it changes. It's okay that that voice today is different to the voice that was yesterday.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, because we change and evolve. It's a part of
1: life, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, Yeah, because I'm definitely not doing the same things in the same way that I've done in the past. And, And I think it's great that you were able to let your vulnerability show about the problems you have, because I think that also does help other people then to say, oh, well, if he was able to get past that then you know maybe there's some hope for me (laughs) and so it's it's good to be able to let people know that we're not all perfect we all have our own things that happen and uh and that's what makes us who we are today and and as hopefully we we learn and we grow from that and that's and that's what life is all about is just continuing to do that because we're always going to have stuff come up and we just have to learn to deal with it and keep on going Mm, yeah.
2: Absolutely. Well said. Well said. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I have really enjoyed our conversation, and I'm sure that there are some folks out there who also enjoyed it and would love to learn more about you. So, how can they do that? Where's the best place to get information on? Wonderful, yes. Well? So
2: you can find out more about me on my website, colinscotland.com All of tons of free resources around how to show up in the world of marketing and business. In an authentic way, like we've spoke about today.
1: Okay, awesome. Well, I will have that in the show notes for everyone to be able to uh, connect with you as well. And um, yeah, thank you again for being here today. I really enjoyed our conversation, and it's it's refreshing to talk with someone like yourself who, uh, yeah, has been around the block and knows that it's really about speaking from the heart and that is speaking or marketing, and and that's how we can do business better. So thank you.
2: My pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's been lovely.
1: Thank you. And thank you all for listening and for watching uh, on YouTube. I appreciate all of you and uh, appreciate the reviews and things that I get. I love reading them. So thanks for the positive comments. And until next time, as always, I encourage you to go out and live fully, love deeply, and engage authentically. Did you know that a majority of entrepreneurs tend to discount the importance of their work? And a good number feel their success is simply due to luck. I know from personal experience that self-doubt can keep you from having the kind of life and business you desire. That's why I've created a free guide called Uniquely You, how to move from self-doubt to self-love in four simple steps. To claim your free guide, Go to live love engage, dot gift. That's live love engage. Dot G-I-F-T.
0: Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming